0: From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hey everybody, welcome to the Anxiety Project podcast number 20. It's me, Brad Robinson, coming at you here today with three techniques that you should implement when panic strikes and basically how to handle panic. This one is all about panic attacks, the symptoms of a panic attack, the symptoms of panic, the symptoms of the fight, flight, and freeze response by the amygdala when it's activated. And it's a really important episode, guys, so please write down notes, okay? I had a panic attack at the AGO. If you haven't listened to the previous podcasts where I described my panic attacks, they were quite... All the panic attacks I had were similar, obviously. They were very, very similar, but they don't feel similar. You know, panic attacks don't really feel similar. Each panic attack feels different. You feel like you're dying each time you have a panic attack. Each time you have a panic attack, it seems brand new that this one is the one that's going to kill me. I know it. That mentality. Okay. So when I had a panic attack at the A.G.O., I described my experience in full detail on a previous podcast episode, but I'll mention it here. Um, I, I I start. I was walking around the gallery, and then all of a sudden, with with my girlfriend, and. All of a sudden, panic started to bubble and I started checking in on my sensations. I started to notice my beating heartbeat. I started to feel my depth of field kind of minimalize and I felt the tingly in my hands. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on? I I, I must be, I must be having a heart attack or something. Something serious must be happening to me because I don't know why I'm feeling this way. And I was walking around and I started to separate myself from her and I started walking on on my own, checking in, just like looking at the ground kind of thing. You know, you have poor posture. You know, you, you're just um, concerned. And what if thoughts start running through your mind? What if it's a heart attack? What if I have to run out of here? What if people think I'm, you know, losing my mind? What if what if people think I'm crazy? And I, that was the h- biggest part, and that's what I find with most people is that when people have panic and anxiety disorders, they worry about what other people think. They're worried about, you know, what if what if they think I'm crazy? You know, what if they think you know I'm weird or. You know what if I throw up in front of all these people because they're gonna think you know what like what you know it's it's a it's you 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 have a very um you're very concerned about other people's opinions right you're very concerned about what other people think and that's huge when it comes to panic and anxiety disorders but when I was walking around that gallery. I noticed that the build-up to full-blown panic was through what-if thinking and, and just knowing the ins and outs of panic and anxiety and how it works is a great tool to have in your arsenal when moving forward with your anxiety disorder. And I'm going to go into detail today on why you feel the way you feel. Why does panic all of a sudden come up so quickly, right? And you have no and you have no control over it. And I'm going to just just skim the surface here and just really basically outline you know what is really going on cognitively, okay? And and, and just and just Having that in your arsenal, going about your day-to-day lives and when panic does come up, you'll have more, you'll have a more comfortable uh, understanding and you'll, you'll, you'll go through the panic better than you've ever, than you've ever gone through panic before, right? You're going to go through it with a more, um, with a more understanding, okay? So... So when, when panic does come, it, it really does feel difficult to, to, to calm down. It feels difficult to really get back into the present moment, get back in, into consciousness. Okay, And the best way to handle panic is not to fight the panic and to not run away from the panic. In the situation. And that can be quite hard since our natural response in that fight, flight, and freeze response scenario is to fight it and flee, right? That's our natural response ingrained in us for over two million years, right? So to naturally go against that response is quite hard. And that's why. Panic does seem completely overwhelming and scary. And it is scary because it's the fear of dying. You feel like you're dying, right? That's like the closest experience to death people have, right? Like when it comes to anxiety disorders, these people who have these disorders like I used to have are completely tough. We're tough people but but we don't really know what's going on when you're facing death daily people with anxiety and that makes them extremely tough but other but they think of themselves as weak-minded, weak-willed, right? So it's going forward it's important to understand that we can look at anxiety in a totally different light, right? And this is such a great podcast for that, to face panic. So let's talk about the amygdala. The amygdala is the fight, flight, and freeze response. The amygdala is responsible for this response. It's a part of the brain, it's almond-shaped. It's singular, but there's actually two of them, two almond-shaped uh, amygdalas in your, in your brain. Um, but it's pronounced amygdala, singular. And this response protects us from danger. That's why we have it, okay? This is why we have the amygdala. We've developed this amygdala for over 2 million years. So the people that... Have survived in the environments, you know, our great, great ancestors, they survived because their response was working properly. Those that didn't survive, they didn't have a proper working response, they died off. So the evolution of the amygdala kept growing and growing and growing and growing over so much time that today in our society, our amygdalas are so fully functioning and, and, and they are, you know, easily activated, even though there's no saber-toothed tiger, even though there's no mammoth, even though there's no, you know, you know, lions and bears, you know, it's just like, why is my response always activated? Why am I so sensitized? You know, and it's important to understand that it's the amygdala that's sending out all of these sensations that you feel. The amygdala is the one that's making you feel your heart beating out of your chest. The reason why you're, you have shallow depth of field. It's the reason why you have tingly in the arms and legs and the feet. It's the reason why you, you have that lump in the throat feeling, right? It's the reason why you feel sick to your stomach, nausea. Right. This is all from the amygdala. Right. And that's crucial to understand that it's a natural response. So instead of being fearful of all of these sensations, try looking at it in a different light. Well, you know, I feel sick because my amygdala is activated. Okay. So the amygdala is activated. And, you know, I'm in. There's nothing dangerous around me. So I'm just going to ride the wave of all of these sensations. You know, that's a great way to use rational thought in a panic attack scenario. But I'm going to get into that more, okay? Because that's one of the techniques is rational thinking. So I'm not going to touch on that quite yet. So the reason why... You feel like you can't control your thinking when you have a panic attack. The reason why you can't control, you know, rational thoughts is because the amygdala overrides all other brain functions. I'm going to repeat that. The amygdala, when activated, overrides all other brain functions so you can't. Think your way out of a panic attack. That cannot happen. And I used to do this all the time. When panic would strike, I would try to control the situation. Control. Now, what's wrong with that word? You can't control it because the amygdala is activated. The amygdala is activated and it takes over all other brain functions, okay? I used to try to control it. I used to be, you know, like trying to think my way out of panic, trying to get control over my sensations and my body and and everything like that, but it just never worked, and that's why it doesn't work. Your brain is hardwired to allow the amygdala to seize control in times of danger, okay? Okay. So why does your amygdala activate when you're, you know, in the mall or at the movies, at the art gallery, you know, (laughs) or you're just out with family and friends? You know, why does the amygdala activate? And that's a huge question. That's a huge question. Because there's no saber-toothed tiger when I'm out having coffee with my friends there's no lion and bear and, you know, it's interesting, right? But it all has to do with your subconscious, your underlying core beliefs. Because here's the thing. When you're younger, specifically through the ages of zero and ten, and you experience a traumatic event or you have a panic attack when you're extremely young. What happens when you go through a traumatic event? Well, your subconscious stores all the information around you. It stores it all when that traumatic event happened because when you're going through a traumatic event, everything absorbs into your subconscious. For later use because your, your amygdala wants to store this information for later use, you know, in, in case it happens again. It wants to protect you, right? So it wants to protect you. It stores it. So in a, in a, what happens is it stores everything, the smells in the room. It stores the, 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 everything you see, the colors on the wall especially. It stores the people, It stores, you know, everything. And 10, 20, 30 years later, you have a panic attack and you have no idea why it can stem from that old traumatic event, that unresolved emotional issue, the, the, the stored beliefs, right? So it could be a certain smell that triggered your panic 30 years later. It could be... A certain environment that triggered your panic, you know, 30 years later. It could be the scenario. It could be the situation, the people. It can trigger the panic. And the amygdala is activated so quickly that you have no idea why you're sensitized. You have no idea. You, you can think your way to panic through the cortex... You can, but with cortex-based anxiety, you know why you're panicking. You know why, but right now, I'm talking about panic attacks that you have no idea why you're panicking, right? You have no idea, and and this kind of panic stems from unresolved emotional issues, things that the amygdala stored over time, and now it's activated because something activated it. Something in your environment, you know, activated it. An, uh, your beliefs, you know, core beliefs. And now that your amygdala is activated, what can you do to, to stop a panic attack? What can you do? You're in the panic mode now. You're, you're going through all the what of thinking. Now What? Now what do you do? All right, now I'm going to go through the three techniques you do when panic comes up and how to relieve some of the symptoms. And I'm going to start off with this. Panic won't just go away. You have to ride the wave of panic. All right, you can't just shut it off and be like, okay, panic's over because I've learned how to. No, it doesn't work like that. What happens is, You need to ride the wave. The panic could last for five, ten minutes. It could last for half an hour, whatever. But it just doesn't go away like that, right? And to know that is crucial. But when panic does happen, there's three techniques that that you can do. The first one is to not run away from the environment. Not running away is so key because what happens when you run away from the environment? Well, when you run away from the environment, you're strengthening a neural pathway that is telling your amygdala to fear this environment, to fear everything that is in the environment, the people, the the sounds, whatever it may be, to fear everything, okay? so when you're when you run away from the environment during panic, you're strengthening a neural pathway that's telling your brain to not go into a situation like this again all right, but what happens when you stay and ride that wave of panic? Well, when you stay in that environment, you're strengthening a new pathway now, a new different pathway that's saying. Wait a minute, this environment is safe. Okay? It may be scary because you have you know all of these sensations th- uh, flowing through you, but you have a new pathway now that is developing because the you're staying, you're staying and and the 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 environment is not dangerous. It's actually quite safe. It's about retraining your brain. That's basically what it is. And if you run away, like I did before at the art gallery, I ran, I ran the hell out of that place. I ran away. I called up loved ones. I talked to them. I got the hell out of there. But the next time I went back there, because I went back there again, on the, sub- the subway ride there, I started to have panic because I knew I was going back to a dangerous place. My brain knew it was a dangerous pr- place. The amygdala was like, wait a minute, don't go back there. You ran away from there. Yeah, that place is dangerous. So I was even more sensitized on my way there. But then over time, I, when I kept going back there, I got less sensitized and less sensitized and less sensitized to the point where I could go back there anytime and not feel a thing, feel comfortable, okay? But it's all about training the brain, all about strengthening a new neural pathway in your brain because our brains are neuroplastic, which means you can retrain the brain, okay? And that's crucial to understand. So don't run away from the environment, No matter how bad you feel, you have to stay there until the panic has gone from a 90, an 80 or 90 or or 100 to down to a 40%, okay, to a 40 before you leave, okay. Before you leave, you have to wait until it goes down and that's crucial. You're strengthening a new pathway that's going to strengthen over time. The more you go back to that same Fearful environment, the more that pathway strengthens. And that is crucial. The second thing is to use rational thinking in times of panic. And this, I touched on this before, where you know you're having a panic attack, and then you and then when you're having that a panic attack, it's time to use rational thoughts. So panic happens and and these thoughts are amazing. So say to yourself, this is just my amygdala activated. I feel, I feel nauseous because my amygdala is activated. It's from my amygdala. I feel, I feel like I, I'm having a heart attack, but it's just my amygdala being activated. It, it, it's ha- it has similar symptoms to a heart attack, but they're not the same. You know, using rational thoughts like um, like, if it kills me, let it kill me. I'm just going to ride the wave of panic. I'm going to let it flow through me and I'm not going to give it much attention. I'm just going to let it flow through me. Whatever happens, happens. These rational thoughts are amazing are amazing. They'll start to, to, to strengthen that new pathway. You haven't ran away and now you're using rational thoughts like these. Oh my God, that pathway is just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how, the, how quickly you can strengthen a new pathway just by staying there and using these new thoughts. And using this new new knowledge that you've learned today. Panic is not life-threatening. Panic has not killed anyone before. Another great rational thought. Panic is not life-threatening. Panic has not killed anyone before. Amazing. And another one is another technique is two-by-two breathing during that panic. Two seconds inhale through the nose and two seconds exhale through the mouth, trying to get some more oxygen to the brain. You know, like I said before, panic is not life-threatening, so it might seem like you have a hard time breathing, which is caused by the amygdala, definitely. But, you know it's it's important to just get some oxygen. So two by two is a great technique as well. And after all this, you've left the environment. The your panic has gone from a 90 to a 40. You've left. You did it. You 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 broke through to a new a new you. And now it's time to reward yourself. So, go home, take a hot bath, cook your favorite meal, and relax. Reward yourself for doing something brave because facing panic like that is a brave act. It's not easy. No one said this will be easy, but it's all about retraining your brain. And this is what you have to do. And it's all about standing up to fear, being courageous, because that's what life is about. If you don't stand up and you and if you're not courageous and if you're not willing to face fear and death in the face, then you're not going to be able to get to a better place in life. And like I said before, panic is not life threatening. You will survive. I survived the many panic attacks I had, and you will too. You just have to be courageous not to run away or or call up loved ones for reassurance. It's crucial. So reward yourself. Write it down in your breakthrough journal. You know, I survived my panic attack today. I I was courageous. I didn't leave the environment, I stayed put, I faced the panic head on, and now I'm rewiring my brain, making it stronger, more powerful than ever before. And that's it. Write it down, make sure you write it down. You better have a breakthrough journal at the side of your bed. Because that's crucial, because you're logging all of your breakthroughs, your accomplishments. And that's important. It's important to recognize when you did something outside of your fearful, anxious self. To write down something that's going to benefit your higher self. And that's it, guys. Just remember, your amygdala only learns from experience. Through repeated exposure comes new pathways in the brain. It's a no pain and it's a no gain situation when coming when overcoming panic. It's a no pain, no gain situation when overcoming panic. You have to experience the function and the activation of the amygdala in order to retrain your brain. Okay, guys, that is it. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. I love you all so much. Please leave a comment. Please rate it. I would appreciate that so much. And message me, email me if you have any questions or any other topics to cover, okay? Do not let your anxiety define who you are. Have a great day. Bye-bye. For more podcast episodes, for more video content, and one-on-one coaching with me via Skype, visit www.unpluganxiety.com for everything you need to know about ending anxiety naturally. I love you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye.